Welcome to Tackling a New Kingdom. I'm your host, Tank Johnson, and we are here today with my friend, my brother, Brian Erlacher, eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, NFL All-Decade Team, NFL Hall of Famer. Like, holy shit. Like, thanks for being on here, brother. <laughs> thanks for having me, Tank. I appreciate that. I like hearing that All-Decade Team. Oh, that's, that's one, big. That's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, the Hall of Fame is great. But the All-Decade Team, there's some great players from 2000 to 2010 NFL. Yeah, dude. I mean, that was a time uh, in the game where it was just like you had to really carry carry your weight and uh, really put it on the field. So there was no social media superstars back then. <laughs> That's right. Man, can you imagine social media when we played? Oh. Dude, it would suck. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have it, honestly, if, if I because there's I know how mad I get now when I see things. There's no way I could look at it when I play. I'd be pissed off all the time. You're an angry soul. I think that's what helped you. Come on now. <laughs> I was more angrier back then. I'm a lot more friendlier now than I was back then. 100%. But when you're between yes. those white lines, you were a uh, pissed story. off dude. And I, I loved it uh, being your yep. teammate. That's the kind of linebacker you want. And um, so, you know, on today on Tackling a New Kingdom, we are going to tackle something current that's going on in sporting news, man. And, and it's, it's tripping me out uh, with these high school athletes getting these name, image, and likeness deals. Oh, man. I, I saw a kid from California got $9 million. From Tennessee, right? From Tennessee, right, right. Can I mean, like, tell me, your what, what do you think about, like, this era of football and what is it is? It's kind of a slippery slope. The reason I found out about that, my son told me, my son's plays high school football. He, he sees all these guys get these offers, this uh, NIL money, correct? That's what it's called, NIL money. Yep. So he's like, this dude got $9 million to go play at Tennessee. I was like, in high school? And he goes, yeah. I go, the thing I worry about, and besides all the I, I like the kids getting money, honestly. I like that because that means the NCAA is not getting it. And those dudes make enough money off of these kids. But when when is enough enough, man? Shit. I mean, I... You'd like it to be a level playing field. Everyone get the same thing. But I understand some players, you know, th there's going to have to be some some adjustments made to that. You know, I, I know some of the players, it's just like NFL, the great players are probably going to get paid more, but they have to make some adjustments. But what is your level of, um, like, how good do you want to be? Like, you, when you get that money at 18 or 19, does that kind of bring your level of, like, I made it. I made 9 million bucks. I'm going to make 9 million bucks the next four years. Do you still want to get better? Because you're going to find out real quick what players want to go to the next level. And just kind of, and some to taper off when they get, because there's, once you sign that deal, I think you get the money, right? There's no um, going back on it. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't think you can go back on it. No. I'm, I'm Unless just, you transfer for more money, <laughs> then it's okay. If you get in the portal, then just like, say you go to a school for a million bucks and then someone's like, hey, man, we'll give you two mil. I'm out. See you. Transfer time. And hey. plus, I'm not playing that much over here anyway. So I'll just jump ship. No problem. Cool. Hey, we, I think they call that pimping the portal, right? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, I mean, um, I, I just I just look at it um, from, you know, kind of like you just a pure sports football. Are these guys are, are they going to be hungry to take their careers to the next level? Because um, I'm not sure what I was searching for in my uh, football journey, but I, I do know taking care of my family was important to me. For sure. Yep. And, that, and that was up there. And if you're 18 uh, and you're taking care of your family, I mean, I, I think that's going to be different. And, and here, here's another thing that concerns me is that um, I think the reason that there aren't so many um, like major drug cases um, in, in college football 
and 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 also uh, drug overdoses is because guys don't have enough money to they do that shit. Money. Right. And so I think about like Dude, that's a great point, Tank. I think about from from my perspective, right? Like I I was connected to the neighborhood and there were guys who wanted to, hey man, you know, you're going to school up in Seattle, they got the best weed. Bring, you know, bring some of that shit down here. Yeah. And, and we can, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then yeah. what do you what do you think to that? It opens up other avenues. You're exactly right. It, it just it opens up everything to you because you have money. Like when in college, man, if I got 20 bucks from my mom, my parents, I was like, I got twenty dollars for my week, man. This is I'm, I go to McDonald's three times, you know. It's just it it's just it opens up so many different things, and your freedoms become much larger because you can do whatever the hell you want to. And and I'm I'm assuming there's ways they can they have to limit some of the stuff and make it where you can't. I mean I don't know, Tank. It, it's a slippery slope. I feel like because there's a lot of money for an 18 year old kid, and I'm sure the parents step in there. There's, there's got to be advisors that jump in there and, and help these kids out because. I just can't see giving nine million dollars. I know it's over four years, and and it, I'm happy for the kid. By the way, I, I'm not sure what his name is, but it has nothing to do with the kid. I'm happy for him. It's just situation. Nico. Nico. Okay, good for him. You know, um, my son <laughs> says he's six six, two thirty five, two thirty something like that. Yeah. Uh, my son knows all these kids. He's like, man, this, this kid's a badass because and because he's get, my son's getting recruited, so he's looking at all these things these kids are getting, maybe getting some ideas in his mind. Which you know, he's not a quarterback, so it's not going to be that way for him. Anyway, um, yeah, right, just it's right. there's a lot of different things to open up when you give kids that kind of money. I feel like at 18 years old. Well, and that I think you you kind of created a good segue because as a parent to a now you know high school athlete, right? You see this going on. I mean, what are like what are your like first thoughts? Like, do, is it is it like um, protect him from the people who are trying to give him money or teach him how to handle the money? My, my thing is when, when we're coming to this process is number one, go where you want to go. Don't go because someone's offering you money to go somewhere, go where you want to play football. If you want to play football, play football there, go because you want to get a great education and you want to play football. That means something not because, Oh man, this is, they're offering me the most money here. So I should go here. It's not necessarily the school I want to go to, but they're offering me 25 more thousand. This is just hypothetical. I'm not sure what numbers are or whatever, right. but my, I would, I would not take that into the considering when you, where you want to go to school. Now, obviously, our situation is different because we've been fortunate enough to not have to worry about getting that money for our family. His taking care of his family shouldn't be one of his issues of picking a school. You know, it should be where, where am I going to do the best at? Where am I going to have the most fun? And where am I going to learn the most from my coaches and get the best education? That's that's my thinking on picking a school for him. Not not me picking him, picking his own school. Right. No, uh, no. I mean, I've seen, I guess, I, you know, all ends of the coin and the spectrum where you know, the, the parents are really uh, out to get a lot of money. And I've seen it to where the athletes have had to almost calm their parents down uh, in terms of like, hey, yeah. relax, you know, because uh, what, you know, I, I think one of the coaches uh, said it came out recently in the news that a, a booster from a school that I will not name on here uh, was on YouTube at about, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And he's looking at the top high school players, you know, he's drinking his whiskey and he, he reached out to the player and offered the player a hundred grand to come to said school and uh, without Whoa. even, without even talking to the coach. Uh, and, and I just think, you know, that type of shit's going to start, it's going to start popping up. Like, do you think that it needs to have like regulation over it? No doubt. They have to regulate it somehow tank. I don't know how they're going to do that. You know, at first I was happy that these players are getting money. I think it's a great thing. 
that they're getting paid for what they do because the schools make not the school the schools and the NCAA make so much money off of these kids. Oh, crazy. Uh, the, the bowl games, the NCAA tournament, you know, the for basketball, just baseball, college world series, all these they make money off these kids, man. So I'm glad they're getting paid. I, they, they do need to find out already a way to regulate it somehow. I'm not sure how that is. I, I'm mm-hmm. not that smart of a guy, but I'm sure there's people at, at the NCAA or in college that can figure out how to regulate it somehow where the kids just don't, you know, I don't like the, the fact that you can go to a school, commit somewhere, sign your NIL deal. And then next year you don't play as much as you wanted to. There's more competition than you thought. And other schools offering you more money to go to their school. I don't like the fact that you don't have to sit out a year when you transfer. You know, yeah. when, we, when we played, you went to college, and if you wanted to transfer, guess what you had to do? You had to sit out a year. Yeah. And now it's different. So I don't really not necessarily like that as much because there's a little punishment with sitting out that year. You know, you're missing football. You're missing getting better and playing. So there needs to be some repercussions for the transferring. Yeah, it, it creates a sense of urgency uh, in the athletes, and that that's not there today. I, I mean, I saw the kid down at Miami. I think he essentially held his school hostage uh, if they didn't raise his NIL payment. Um, and that's, that's crazy, right? <laughs> Just, it shouldn't be that way. You know I mean? Shoot. I wish it was that way in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. That yeah no. more, oh man. No, you're right. But, but speaking to that point, like when, when we're seeing, you know, on one end, you know, we're talking about like these high school athletes and college athletes with the name image and likeness deals. And then on the other hand, you see these, uh, the conferences, PAC 12, big 12, big 10, UCLA, yeah. USC, uh, making like super conferences, and it's all for money, right? Of course, it's yeah. All for money. So, so then, I mean, so, so, what do we, what do we say to that, right? If we're going to create super conferences for money, what, what, what's, what's that? Well, you're just saying what it's all about, you know. I think that that's what it's pretty clear what why they're doing this for more money, for mm-hmm. more, uh, more chances to get to the bigger bowl games, you know, the bigger games on TV. Um, the bigger TV deals, you know, the bigger teams you have, the better teams on your conference, you're going to have better TV deals, you know, mm-hmm. that's where they make all their money is the TV deals and the, uh, the bowl games, I, I, as far as I know. Right. So what I mean, you're just saying what it's about, you know, it's about the money uh, for, for your school, for the NCAA. And at least now go back to NIL, deal, at least some of the, the, but the thing about it is that money, the NIL money is not coming from the school, right? It's coming from boosters and donors. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Like they, so, they're called collectives. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like the money that the kids are making for the school is coming back to them. They're, that money is still going to the school NCAA, but now they're getting money from the donors and the boosters. The schools with the biggest boosters and donors are going to have the, the biggest NIL deals. Yeah. No. And and, yeah. and I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering if uh, at some point uh, are they going to start putting uh, guys who played guys who uh, have went through the entire process from from high school ball all the way through professional ball to have a say in kind of like the the grassroots experience. Yeah, I, I like that. So, and you could also, I mean, this probably up up a uh, pay for play if that makes sense. So, the more you play, the more nil money you make if that makes sense, and the better. Yes. The more I mean, may have it incentivized if they can do something like that, you know give these, these kids a reason to get to want to get better and be on the football field. I understand getting them there is one thing, but if you make it incentivized, you give them a reason to want to get better. And you would think the kids would like that because, Hey, I believe in myself, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get better every year. I'm going to be on the field as much as I can. That that kind of incentivizes them to want to do better and, and make more money for playing. Yeah. You know, one of the things that even, you know, 
you know, the work that I've done at the National Football League, the work that I've done at the NCAA, one of the things that I brought to their attention was like, you know, why don't we, uh, when, the, when the conversation was more about like just compensating players who are on the team who are making money for the university, I said, you know, why don't you, it, it, let's say they make, you know, a, a hundred grand a year and it's it's in some type of a deferred annuity and yes. and they have a you know an econ professor uh and a, and a financial advisor uh for college credit you know uh, you know manage yeah. that, manage that money and i, I just That's... don't understand why that was shot down so quickly i love that idea i mean you're you're learning two things there right you got to learn how to deal with your money if you got that much money an influx of 100 grand all of a sudden that's a, that's a big hit right there right Yes. Plus, you got taxes. People probably aren't realizing you still got to pay taxes on that money. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like you don't get nine million dollars. You're gonna get four point seven five, or maybe even less now. But so it's a little different than, than the numbers you see on TV and numbers you hear. So that that is, I like that tank. That's a good idea. Maybe put it. Maybe give them a quarter of it and put the rest in an annuity or something like that, and make them learn how to how to mess with that. That's that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, and I, and I feel like if they're getting college credit for it, I think everybody wins. Um, yes, and and you know. You know, we take it from there. Um, you got to take econ in college anyway, don't you? I had to take it my freshman year. I didn't like it, but I had to take it. Yeah. 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 So, so, okay, good. So that, yeah. you know, that's, you know, so we tackled uh, the NIL. We tackled uh, the power conferences. Uh, now we're going to transition to tackling something real. And I am so excited to hear uh, what you have on this. So recently I interviewed uh, one of our old brothers, Moosin Mohammed. Moose. And Moose was Moose was telling me about uh, during the Super Bowl that our offense, their game plan coming into the game was completely an air raid offense. Like that was like their idea. And and honestly, it pissed me off a little bit because I don't like that. of how we got there. So, yeah, <laughs> speaking of something real, tell me, like having the benefit of time, where does the Super Bowl game land? For you. All right, Tank. So how many yards did the Indianapolis Colts have on offense that game? Do you know? I do not. 250 passing and close to 200 yards rushing. Ooh. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Four, around 450. Um, how many yards did we give up during the season? I'm not, and you know, I don't give a shit about yards. I give a shit about points. Right. So we could give up 500 yards as long as we don't give up more than 14 points. I really don't care. But in that game, running the ball was important because of the weather. And they ran the ball really well. Adai, and I think Dominic Rhodes was the other guy at, at mm -hmm. running back. And we didn't stop the run. So as much as people want to say, they're all, Rex did this, we fumbled this, I don't give a shit. We didn't stop them. We didn't stop them when we had a chance to stop them. You know, we bust the coverage. First, you know, Devin runs the kickback. First series, we come out there. Chris Harris gets a pick. We get the ball back for offense. They punt it back, whatever. The next series, we have them third and 15. Right as you hit Peyton, Peyton releases it. Down the field, we but we have a safety play in cover one when it's cover two. Ball should have been picked. It wasn't touchdown. So as much as you want to blame anybody else but our defense, I blame us. We didn't play. And there's a there's one play tank that I still think about. So because Mark Anderson, I think, caused a fumble. Somebody caused it, whatever. And I was running. The ball was right in front of me. I tried to dive on it instead of pick it up. If I picked the ball up, tank, I score, no doubt. I'm fast, I was fast back then. There's no doubt I scored. There's nobody around. Peyton was right there. There's no way I don't score. But I tried to dive on it. So all I did was knock the ball back towards our goal line. And we, we, we got the ball, but we fumbled it two plays later. So I'm like, damn, dude, if you just pick that ball up, there's so many plays in that game that we 
we as a defense didn't make. So say what you want to about our offense, this and that. Now, we had Thomas Jones, who was a badass, so I prefer that he gets the ball 30 times a game. Yeah. But if he, even if he does, our defense should have won that game for us. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fuck. You know, when when when, <laughs> yeah, when, 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 when Peyton, you know, as, as Peyton's career was ending and every time they talked about him, they, they kept replaying the play of, of me like... <sighs> Like right reaching there. out, I'm yeah. right there, and and he's and in my in my mind, in Ugh. my mind, I'm like, I'm like, I got here so fast. There's no way he's like throwing the ball to someone, yes. and so and 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 so and and like I'm really close to him, and I and I can see even on his face, he's kind of like, oh shit, he's out there, well, and he just chucked it. I mean, and you probably knew the coverage. You knew it was covered too, right? I, I didn't know much about coverages. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know much. You knew it was green to go get the quarterback. You knew green. I saw, I saw it. Green it. go. But that's man, it. I, and that's probably one, only one time, one time, two times we hit him all game, right? We didn't sack him. We didn't do anything. Yeah, I so, think I got a half a sack on him, but it, yeah, it, 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 it didn't just, matter. No, it didn't matter. But um, man, as I, as a line, as as that ball's in there, I'm like, well, we got a pick. You can't throw that ball. As, as I see you hit him and the ball's in there, I'm like, oh, we got a pick. We got what the hell? All I look back at Reggie Wayne's. I was like. What the fuck is going on? I was like, this is this is a pick. But 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 was that because we outsmarted ourselves and changed wristbands every series? There, there could have been some. No, I'm a. You know whose fault that is? My fault. I'm gonna tell you why it's my fault. It's my job to make sure everyone plays the same call. Correct. As yeah. a middle linebacker of the defense, it's my job to make sure everyone on defense has the call. So that's my fault. That the safety or whoever it was back there. So we had 10 guys playing one call and one guy playing another call because he didn't know the call. That's my fault. But I, exactly I mean, fault but we were doing signals from the sideline. I get it. But you know what? In the end tank, it's my fault. I'm not going to let you fall on that sword like that. Oh, because, I'll fall on many. Because, oh, I know. <laughs> yes, and I'll, and I'll fall on many more because that, it's my job to make sure every guy on defense plays the same call, no matter uh, what. I, you know, I, I just look at, um, you know, I just look at, the the game the weather and i know as a middle linebacker you you take so much onus on how everything goes and 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 trust me man like i look at that play where i you know i'm right there on peyton manning and and i mean like it just makes me like nauseous every time And, and and i was so happy when he won his second Super Bowl, so they stopped replaying that fucking. Same clip. here, buddy. Same uh, here. I was like, "Oh, thank you, Broncos." Okay, <laughs> yeah, good job. Leave me alone, man. And uh, no, it, it just—it it was just one of those things. But I mean, I, I, you know, when I talked to Moose, Moose was telling me that, like, you know, they were gonna try to catch the Colts off guard and feature Bernard Barian and yeah. Moose and all this. But I mean, I, I, I you know. When you see that it's a torrential downpour, like you gotta, you gotta adapt. You don't you don't adapt yeah. a little bit. And they may have tank. We don't know. I mean, I, shit. I, I, we did throw no. a lot early. I feel like I don't know. But and plus, we were down there. You know what? We weren't down because it was it was twenty. Here's what makes me even more mad, tank. We have the ball. We're down twenty two to seventeen, and we have the ball with five minutes to go in the game. Yeah, and we have the ball. That's the point I want to say. Look, yeah. I. I, I you know, it seemed like we got like blown out. Now, nah, fuck one, no. One day I caught the TV copy and I was like, wait, we're on, it's like a touchdown game and yes. it's the fourth quarter. And we got the ball. 
Oh my Never God. got the ball. Yeah, I, 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 I think about that all the time. Along with me missing the fumble touchdown, I think about that. There's, but you know what, man? Or, or, it don't or, matter. Or what about this? The whole fucking week, we practiced that trap play, and oh. and he, he the, the the guard goes Dominic up, Rose, and bam, the, and he and it's a quick <laughs> trap, and I'm like, I, I'm I'm not gonna get trapped in the game. And the guard goes. I'm like, it's the trap. And b- before I can, <laughs> it's too late. Too late. It's amazing how fast it happens in the game. And it's like practicing versus an option. Like, say you're playing an option team that week. Yeah. And in, in college, you know, you, you're practicing the option all week long, the wishbone, whatever. Oh, we're gonna crush them. Shit in the game. That happened. Uh, dive, pitch, quarterback. It happens so fast. Like, oh, what? Oh, the dive had it. My bad. He ran by me. It happens yes. so fast. I, I mean, and, and the. Yeah, this, 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 we used to call it the Steeler draw, the one where Dominic hit us for I think a forty-something yard run. It's so easy to stop in practice, man, because you see the quarterback run back there, you see the running back do this, but what you don't see in practice is a guy coming to hit you. <laughs> so yes. It's hard, man. Yeah, yeah. Th- those guys difficult. are a little better than the scout team guys we're going against for sure. You're exactly right. They've done it a few more times. Yeah, no, I, I've had like I've I had dreams about that fucking uh, that little trap play. That that missed thing. So I so I think we all kind of share that experience of like, you know, wish we could have that little moment back. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, but didn't. You know, we Could've. were all there's certain plays we could have made. Like I, I I worry about the fumble. There's there's just plays that we all could have done that we didn't make. You know that normally we might make them normally, but we didn't in that game. And, uh, and, and know, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just, if if I had to lose to somebody and I hate fucking losing, tank. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it was to Peyton Manning. I'll say that. And I love Tony Dungy, too. So, you know, I hate losing, but to those two guys, I'm, I don't like losing, but I'm, it's okay that I lost to those two. I'm glad it was those two guys. Okay, so now what are we, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years out. Has it, yeah. has it changed for you in terms of, like, you know, three years out, you felt like this, you know, eight years out, has it changed? <laughs> it has changed because while you're still playing, you're like, we're going to get back, we're going to win another one. You know, that was my seventh year. And I played 13. So three years after, I'm like, we're going to go back to the Super Bowl. We're going to win one. There's no doubt in my mind we're going to win a Super Bowl. Never got back. Never, you know, we lost the NFC Championship 2010 to Green Bay. They won the Super Bowl. And then after that, we never got back to the playoffs the rest of my career. So, you know, now looking back, it's, it's more frustrating now, like especially sitting t- here talking to you about it. Yeah. It's much more frustrating. But I don't think and if it's on TV, I'm like, shit, we should win that game. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of games like that, too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, that's. That's for sure, man. I mean, I, I look at, you know, those experiences. But, I, again, um, I, I, and I remember even in that game, we were – the game was over and uh, it was we, we weren't going to win and uh, you were busting your ass to make tackles. And, and you and I were on the bottom of a pile and we were we, – we, we were, we were, it was raining like a motherfucker and yeah, we were losing the Super Bowl and you were still – uh, making effort to make plays. And it was like, I, I looked at you in that moment and I was just like, man, this is a special time uh, to, to, to be with an athlete like that. So I, you know, I just wanted to always tell you, I appreciate your, your effort, bro. Yeah. I appreciate that. Tank. That's what one thing and I try and tell my son, like, I don't give a shit. If you make plays, if you don't make plays, if you screw up, if you're going to make mental errors. There's no doubt. You better not make a physical error, like not playing hard. I don't care about all the other shit. Those things are going to happen. The offense gets paid too. Play hard. I don't care about anything else but your effort, right? I mean, that's really all that matters, right, Tank? In the that's end, because I know when I went, when we watch film together on on Mondays after our games, <laughs> yeah, 
as a defense and your coach calls you out, it's so embarrassing. Super like, embarrassing. Because you know going to the meeting, you're like, there's, a, there's two plays that I know he's going to point me out in front of the whole team and, and embarrass the fuck out of me. Oh, right? Yes. And you, you know that you, um, the night before the game, I'm, I'm like, shit, man, tomorrow this thing's not going to be fun. And hopefully we win the game so it's not as bad. But when yeah. you lose Ooh. and they point you out, Oh man, it's it's a bad feeling. Yes. Circle, circle, yeah. you circle. Yes. <laughs> like, oh. How about Babbage? Hey, everybody, look at Brian right here. This is your middle linebacker right here, loafing. I'm like, shit, Bob. I just God. ran 40 yards to play before, but there's no excuses, right? There's no oh. excuses. You got to run. Okay, so I've all, I, I, this one. I know this is gonna piss you off, but I gotta ask you about this. Perfect. So in the NFC Championship, uh, we're playing the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Beat their ass. We beat their ass. We yeah, got we, we got them backed up all the way in their end zone. Yeah. And during the TV timeout, me, Tommy, Wale, we're we're pumping up the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Dancing. And next thing you know, Reggie Bush goes 85 yards. And you chased him all the way down there. What did you say when you got back to the sideline? <laughs> Fuck, I have no idea. I know. So here's what I remember about that play. Is I guess, I, I, you probably remember better than I do what I got, said that I got this line. But Wale, I chased him down there, and I didn't see him point at me during the game. I didn't see it. But Wale went up to his ass and was like, hey, don't do that shit. You know, Wale got in his face. I was like, all right, Wale. What I say when I got to the side? I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't good, whatever it well, was. I mean, it was, it was, it was <laughs> what you think. You, you, I think it, it wasn't even the sideline. I think it was kind of, we got back on the field and we were kind of in a similar situation. They were kind of yeah. not, all, not all the way back. And you, you guys, you were like, stop pumping up the fucking crowd and do your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Oh, you know, my I, used God. To, I used to hate that shit. Uh, you know, you got guys, oh, yeah, yeah. What you fucking got? Get in your gap, dude. What if the ball snaps? I'm like, I used to make me nervous because, you know, I love Lance. Lance is a great dude to play with, but you know he'd be before the snap, he'd be out here sugaring in the in the Z gap, and he's yeah. got the A gap. I'm like, Lance, I'm looking over like, what, what the? And he always ended up in his gap, you know. He but did. guy, you should stress. I'm I'm in my stance like, hey man, you got the A gap, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to wait for the ball set. And I'm, you know, every check is, is stressed, but uh, yeah, I got a little moist sometimes. Tank. Oh, you, know, you like, did. All the the, the the hype in the crowd up bullshit was never. You know, they, got, they know when to cheer. It's third down. They know when to cheer. Well, I think the funny thing is, is like, you know, that was not even our character, right? Like, we didn't, no. fuck, we didn't fuck around with the crowd a lot. And, <laughs> and like, we were, but we were just so close to them. We were like, All That's right. a good point. Dude, and you know what? At Soldier Field, they're right on you, too. Yeah. So, we, I remember we were in the, uh, it was the North End Zone. Because yep. I remember chasing that, that dude. All the, but, and they are right there. They're, you know, they're 25 yards from us because they were so far back there. But it is hard to get caught up, man. I I just, for me, it wasn't hard because I'm always thinking about, all right, what, if someone motions here, what's my check? If he's not, you know, I'm always thinking about what I got to check. It's yeah. stressful. Yeah, you're, you, you, you get a little moist. Uh, when, oh, quick. I mean, but it, but you're organizing chaos. So I, I, you know, I get it. I get it. Okay. So, trying to. Um, now, tackling something real. Now we're going to tackle something uncomfortable. And I really want to tackle this with you because All right. uh, this was big. So, um, you know, when when you had your time where you tweeted out about, uh, I, I think you actually like retweeted something about uh, the the what happened in Wisconsin. Oh, it was a, it was Instagram. I don't Inst I don't tweet a lot, but it was on Instaface. Yeah, Inst Instaface. 
Yes. Insta on my story. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, Go ahead. And, and, um, and, and I'll never forget, right? Like I got uh, like a hundred calls, like what's up with your boy? What's up with your boy? Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, tell me like, um, where does that land for you in terms of like, what, what did you feel in that moment? Well, I was mad because not mad. I was kind of frustrated because what I said, and it was a, it was a repost thing. You're right. From a guy, I was like, I saw, I was like, this is true. And what I said had nothing to do with race or what, however it was being portrayed had nothing to do with race or anything like that. I think it was, I said something like Brett Favre threw four touchdowns in the first half of a game the day or two days after his dad passed away. Uh, I don't know exactly how it went. There's something about um, the guy in uh, pulls a knife on cops in Wisconsin, gets shot seven times, and the NBA goes on strike. It was right. something like that. Right, which, right. Yep. Which every event happened. All those, every event in that statement was true. Was true. There wasn't something that was made up in there. <laughs> every event happened, and 100%. it had nothing to do with anybody's race or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it was frustrating because, you know, knowing where – the country was at that time. I understand why people did that because it was be everything was being pushed overboard at, at all times. Anytime you got a chance to jump on somebody, you did it yeah. uh, on one side. So, um, and, and you know, it was people were like, take it down. You're a racist. I'm, like, I'm not taking it down. It's the truth. It's a true statement. I'm not taking it down. And I never took it down. I never apologized because I wasn't sorry for posting it because it was true. Right. You know, and that's what I think. That's what makes me mad about some things. If you're going to put something out there, don't backtrack. If you believe it and you want to put it out there, then do it. Stand but don't, on once, it. once you start getting a little shit, don't yeah. backpedal. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't start doing this shit because you're like, oh, like the Drew Brees thing. When Drew Brees said what he said about kneeling for the anthem. Yeah, I was And then he got too. so much about him or about, about no, what he I, said. I was pissed that he came out and apologized and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if I you just, believe like, it. You didn't have to do that. Whether, whether I like it or not and you say something, don't, don't walk it back. I mean, I'd agree with you. But if you believe in it, stand on that shit. You know, yeah. don't don't walk it back. So yeah, that uh, that kind of made me mad that he walked his back real quick the next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I was never gonna take it back because everything in that statement was true. It had nothing to do with race or anything like that. Nothing. And I had some a lot of our, you know, there were some tweets. Some people did tweet about it, Tank, uh, that were our <laughs> teammates, you know, right. which is fine. They're entitled to their own opinion. But what's what I appreciate about you was you you asked me. Yeah. You called me, you text me. Alex Brown did the same thing. The guys who were tweeting and talking shit, none of them reached out to me to ask me what was really going on. Right. That's what that's what pisses me off. If you got something to say, if we're if we're friends and whatever we are, you think we are. Obviously, we weren't as close to friends as I thought we were for some people. Sure. So you, you reach out to that guy, right? You, Olin, you right? Olin, Olin called me. Uh, Hunter, you know, the guy, you, uh, AB, a, a few other guys did not, but they, they were just went right to uh, Twitter. So that's okay though. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, like, we, you know, speaking of moist, you know, those guys were <laughs> hypersensitive, hyper moist, and, uh, and I'm and I'm just and 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 for me, um, you know, I was actually just you know talking about this the other day, and I'm just like, listen, man, um, I, I, there's a certain level of sensitivity on on one side, I believe, and yeah. and I and I feel like it's 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 okay for you on this, but it's not okay on this end, and and it just pissed me off. And like I, I got a lot of shit from from you know my guys, our some of our old teammates about yeah. supporting you, and, and I'm just and, and it and it just never uh, it, it never set well with me, and and I'm actually I'm actually kind of just happy that like we're we're in like this political 
cooling off period right now where it's just, it's just not it's just not crazy anymore. Well, it's it, it was so crazy there for what a year and a half or two years. I think it was so stressful to say anything. It's kind of one sided, but that's okay. That's that's the way it was. But you know, going back to your teammate, your teammate thing, and that, what I figured out through all that tank is there's guys I played with who were my teammates, and there's guys I played with who were my friends. Yeah. And that separation, I'm kind of glad it all happened, honestly, because it separated my friends mm-hmm. and kind of guys who were like it, my, my circles got really tight. And I love that right now because there's some guys who I thought were my friends who are definitely not my fucking friends. For you sure. know, they, they wouldn't, you know, and now I know exactly who my friends are, who I, if I need something or if I need to talk to somebody, I'll go to you. I'll go to a, I'll go to my friends who I, who I need, who I trust and who I can uh, actually trust with what you say. Right. No, yeah, I, it was great. Yeah. And and just okay, and just like you know, overall, you know, your support for President Trump, uh, yeah. like as as the you know for for me, and and I and I'll just I'll be completely honest, like as as it his presidency went on, I actually liked him more, right? His like, policy, his policies tank were great. That that's you may not like President. I don't want to interrupt you. No, go but, ahead. Yeah, but his policies were great. You know, people may not like President Trump. He may be. This and that, he may tweet stupid shit. He say some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah. So do I. Yeah, so do I, obviously. But when you look back at at his policies and what he did for our country and us as Americans, how the fuck can you be mad about, because especially look at the shape we're in now. Um, But here's here's the thing that he did for me. He pardoned my brother. The dude gave my brother a presidential pardon. So of course I love the the dude. I got so much respect for him. You know, I, I, I sent him the email. He called me. We spoke about what was going on with my brother. He said, I'm gonna, let me see what I can do. He called me back a week later. He goes, I'm going to pardon your brother. I mean, the fuck, how can I not love the dude? You know, my brother, I'm a, they, they didn't have shit on my brother anyway, but they were threatening like they did because that's what the, you know, that's what they do when they get, it was a, a stupid gambling thing. Um, but President pardoned him. Um, the case kind of went away after that for some reason because the media didn't have a big name in there anymore. So uh, it right. wasn't that big of a deal. So no, of course I'm going to love a dude. I, I look at, I, you know, I and from a political standpoint, like I look at, you know, uh, especially being black, you know, being, you know, always voting Democrat. And, you know, I don't give a fuck how many letters we write, how many constituents we have. Like the, the president and the president office has never been more receptive than Donald Trump in terms of like being able to reach the president and, and, yes. and get, you know, have him change a policy based on like, hey, could you change this? He'll look at it. He'll think about it. Like, that's never really happened yeah. before. Like, you you know, you can, you feel like you're writing letters to the White House, but they're going to the secretary. Not getting through. Yeah. They're getting tossed out. And, and I just think that, like, if everyone just puts on their real eyes, like, he, he was more receptive. There was more Black folks sitting in the Oval Office here, getting shit heard than ever before. And yeah. so I, you know, I I just think that like the the shit that you got, like I'm not really a Trump supporter, but I have my own brain, and that's how I yeah. look. At yeah, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to be. I'm not, and I'm not. See, I'm not trying to say you should be a Trump guy. I've never said that. You know, if you don't like him, I get it. You can like who you like. I got no problem with it. I, certain guys I don't like, and you're yeah. not going to change my mind on that. <laughs> that's exactly just the way it is. But I'm not trying to change people's minds. I just I believe what I believe, and that's what makes this country great. Is we we used to be able to believe what we believe and support that. Oh, I love it, man. Well, and, and what I love is about him also is how transparent he was. Like, he would go up, like, during all the, the COVID bullshit, he was up there every single day taking questions. 
But yeah. like, you know, there was, I remember seeing him on, I'm like, shit, there's another, there's another press conference today. <laughs> Every single day. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck are they talking about today? We know what COVID's going on. So, and, and you just don't see that anymore. You know, you, you don't, don't see a president standing in front of media taking questions that aren't, hey, I'm going to, all right, you're my next, um, I was told to ask you a question. You, you can shoot now. Wait, I got three questions. I'm going to ask you, you and you, the rest of you, I can't talk to you. Trump yeah. wasn't like that. Trump was like, let's go. Come on, bring it, bitch. All right, yeah. let's go. You know, he took all the, every question, every shitty question he answered him. Man, I've been the way you wanted him to, but he answered them all. He stood up there and took, took that, those uh, questions on at least. He's yeah. a man about it. He's a, as, uh, uh, he was a man about it, and, and that's something I can appreciate. And what I appreciate about you as a friend is like, you know what? You've been consistent the whole way through. Uh, you know, you, you've always been a leader. Uh, I, I like I like the fact that you stand on your shit and, yeah. uh, you know, speaking about something, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I, I admire uh, your position and I thank you for that, bro. I appreciate you, Tank. I appreciate you bringing that up as well, by the way. I haven't talked about that in a long People don't, you know, it's you kind of don't want to talk about you don't want to rock the boat. Right. People get nervous to talk about it when you go on uh, sports shows. They don't want to talk about that. <laughs> they want to talk about stuff that people don't want to uh Kind of get on the friend stuff. They don't want to talk about that. I appreciate you asking that question. That was a good question. Right on, man. Okay. And so we're going to finish with something a little bit. I, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. We're going to talk about you getting your whole crop of hair back. And I want to oh, talk, I I talk about that. I'm a, I'm a mess right now, Tank. But I need a haircut. My shit, my hat. I got hat head. But let's look at it for a minute. Let's go. It's beautiful, man. Now, it's now, so I mean, if you you talk about the the picture of a menacing linebacker, that bald head, that scowl, that was serious. Everyone yep. kind of associated you with that. Tell me, kind of how the process went, man. And I, I like being bald. Number one, that was my. It was fun. It was easy. You know, I didn't have to worry about shit. Just shave my head every day. It was easy. Or every I, so during season, it was Friday. So on Sunday, I could look pretty fresh. And then again on Tuesday, so I start my week off. Anyway, so. Um, you know, I, what was it, 2014, uh, the guy from Restore, the, the company where I got it done, Restore Hair, approached my agent, Bryce. I think you know Bryce. And he's like, hey, you know, we want to possibly ask, see what Brian, how he'd feel about getting his hair, the, the procedure done. And I was like, no, fuck what I want hair for. I'm, I'm good. I look, I look good bald. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Bryce, someone tested it out before I got it done. Well, I was going to say it was Bryce because it might have been Bryce. And then uh, good results. <laughs> and then I was like, the best thing, so I was like, fuck it, I'll try it, man. And the best thing about the procedure for me, there's no scar. So usually, you know, they used to have those big-ass scars in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, this long, I was like, I don't want no damn scar. They're like, no, we take one hair at a time and move it to where you don't have hair. I was like, I'll try it. So I got it done. About three and a half months later, I started sprouting up hair. And then, like, I had a full head. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. It was, it was everywhere. And then I went through a drive through in... Orland Park at Chick-fil-A, no hat on. And my wife is in the car as well. And this young lady at the drive thru goes, wow, you look really young. Bam, sold. So, <laughs> it's over. Was, you know, and it's funny to think when I see pictures now of me when I was bald, I'm like, dude, you look so old as a baldy. Because now I'm not saying I look young, but the hair, it just, it's different. You don't focus on all the damn wrinkles on my head or all the right here in my eyes. Sure. You, you look more at the hair, maybe. So, sure. and I, first of all, when it came out, my daughter was like, I made sure that my kids were okay with it because it's not, you know, it's, it's a big deal. People, you know, the men's, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like betterment of, uh, it's not like women getting boobs. It's, right. it's, 
you know, we're, it's, it's not okay for men to come out and be like, oh, I got my hair done. It's kind of taboo. Like, oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I got a procedure. Nobody wants to tell anybody that you got a procedure done. Sure. But I made sure my kids were okay with it because I don't want to embarrass them. And then the day we released it, you know, Pamela was like, dad, you're trending on Twitter. I was like, is that good, Pamela? I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's like, it's really good. You're trending because the day we went to Chicago and told everybody. So that was a big deal. But yeah, man, I just, um, I'm now, you know, restore hair. They're unbelievable. They, we, they, they've gone great. Um, they do, they got a bunch of good ads there in Chicago. Have you, I'm sure you've seen the damn billboards tank. Oh, billboards everywhere. Bro, I know, man. It's embarrassing. But you know what? People like them. For no, some well, reason. I th- most people. Yeah, oh, no. Well, listen, I mean, like, uh, when I was in, when I played for the Cowboys, <laughs> there was this guy who worked for the Cowboys, and his shit looked like, a motherfucking um <laughs> like a Barbie doll, how like they like stapled this shit yes. and then slicked it back. And I'ma say this, bro. You the first person that your shit looks flawless, absolutely the best. I I, I don't Thank think you. I, I think that like you have single-handedly like you've got motherfuckers lining up all day to get it done. And I love it. Uh, well, I, I never realized how much guys cared about their hair till I got this done. Because I get I mean, we get calls to, like, dude, thanks for doing that. Now you make, you know, it just gave them confidence to be like, you know what, this dude did it and he went public with it. So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and do it too. Cause it was kind of like, no, I didn't get a hair procedure, but I really did. You know, everyone wants to hide it. Yeah. They don't want to be embarrassed. I get it. No, I got it done. No, yeah. you, you changed the way for everybody. And uh, I commend you for that. Just kind of like everything else, your stand up guy, your stand up teammate. Thank you for being on tackling a new kingdom, man. You're the best brother. Thanks. Thank I appreciate you, buddy. All right, man.